Destiny the Show number 60. The Shield Bros, they struck us. Did they strike us hard enough? You're listening to Destiny the Show. Welcome, Guardians. What's up, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon here. Welcome to number 60. Man, we're just cruising right through these, Diddy. Yeah, we're almost at retirement. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could just pull our pensions and be set to jet, right? <laughs> I remember when the Vanilla Destiny came out. Ah, so what'd you do this week? Watch the Strike Reveal trailer on Twitch. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I did a, um, right after the Bungie stream, and I'll be doing this this next week as well for the Court of Oryx reveal stream, uh, I fired up our own Destiny of the Show stream and I just broke down the the VOD of the Bungie stream. I broke down the subclasses and then I talked about my impressions of the strike, just walking through it. It was about an hour and 18 minutes, I think, mm-hmm. that uh, breakdown was. It's also uh, it's in our past broadcasts on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Destiny of the Show. You can find that under past broadcasts. It's also on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Just talking about what I thought about the strike and the subclasses. And I got to say, I'm I'm excited for the subclasses. Yeah, that was the, definitely the best part of the stream for me. We had a lot of support on your recap uh, and analysis of the stream, too, between YouTube and a lot of people there for the live stream. So I hope to uh, poke my head in this week. I'm at work during uh, these times, so I always have to like schedule my lunch break so I can watch <laughs> the Bunchy reveal. So looking forward to talking about that. Some pros and cons. I imagine you played some Destiny this week. Anything else? Uh, no, I finally got a all of my warlock grimoire done. So I've Congrats. done I've done all the crucible, which is the last one I had to do. So now I'm working on Titan Crucible. I only have about sixteen hundred kills out of about five thousand for the the grimoire score, and I'm also working on auto rifles as well. So that's uh and rumble. So like I'm doing three things at once, and it's not always very successful. <laughs> I like grimoire for like the first time since destiny came out like the last three weeks i've just been sort of doing fun stuff there you know i have i think 10 ghosts left to collect on mars and then i'll have all of them and that's a really good way to get 540 grimoire pretty easily so i'm getting closer to the xbox one max i won't hit it before the taken king gets here but um yeah it's super chill if nobody's gone to destinyghosthunter.net just lets you type in your stuff, shows you all the ghosts you're missing, how to get them. It's super chill. And you know what? There's parts of Destiny in the patrol areas I've never been to before that I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, there's a little ledge back here. I had no idea. So, I don't know. Pretty nice. You've gotten all of them, probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, not on the PlayStation. I need to still do that before the Taken King comes out. But on Xbox, I have all of them. It's a su- That might be a super chill stream idea. So the Shield Brothers Strike reveal was this last Wednesday. We have one more stream. It's Wednesday. It starts at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That is noon Mountain Time. That is 1 p.m. Central Time. And that's 2 p.m. Eastern Time. By the time I said time, we'll be out of time. (laughs) So they initially had a power outage right as the stream was about to start. Everybody was like, "Uh uh-oh, DDoS, no good. But they got the stream back rolling up just a few minutes later, and 
the start of it. You know, walk us through the beginning, the subclasses, who we're playing, that sort of stuff, Diddy. Mr. Fruit, uh, Cosmo, and... Ooh, I forget the last, the third guy who is on the stream as well. He's a sandbox designer, I believe. Claude Jerome. He's a sandbox designer for the Taken King. So he's kind of our Bungie expert, and the other two are just community experts. Cosmo obviously works for Bungie. Loved Mr. Fruit, Uh, Mr. Fruit's just fun. Chill. Yeah, he's chill and fun. He just... he was, just seemed like he enjoyed being there, you know? Yeah, um, totally. But Didn't seem too nervous. I mean, if you think about it, there's so many people who watch these things now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a quarter of a million people watching the first stream. And I don't know how many came out for this last stream, but it's a lot of people. Tons. The overall stream took about 40, 41 minutes to complete. Um, it was short. So yeah. It was super short because, you know, it's just they're just showing off one strike. So obviously strikes aren't going to be more than... 20 30 minutes long so they spent the first half of the stream breaking down the subclasses talking about each one they started off with mr fruits um sunbreaker titan and the sunbreaker in my in my impression uh acts a lot like radiance as opposed to gunslinger Uh, there's no ammo counter like gunslinger for golden gun Uh, for your sunbreaker titan you can just throw as many hammers as you can whenever you throw a hammer it uh, consumes about a fifth of your super energy so it'll decay at a steady rate and then once you use that hammer it'll just drop about a fifth of uh, the bar and then you can just throw as many as possible usually about five or six yep i was super stoked too because the sunspot perk i can't remember the exact name for it I did the analysis video back for Planet Destiny when these classes were first revealed. And my speculation was, you know, when you throw the hammer down, the sunspot appears and you step inside of it, you get some kind of buff. Well, that's true. Where you throw the hammer, where it lands, there's a little solar sunspot on the ground that's there. And if you or your party members walk inside of it, you get an overshield. Sweet. Oh, it looked like a really fun class to play. No blink, though. No blink for the Titans. We were expecting a blink, I think, weren't we? Some people were. I wasn't, but really, I yeah, I never thought Titans were going to get Blink because it just it doesn't seem like it fits their class. I mean, people were saying, well, it would make it more balanced. No, I don't think so. In terms of the lore, Warlocks originally had Blink, and then Hunters stole Blink from the Warlocks. So I never thought Titans would get Blink. Yeah, they're too noble for that kind of riffraffery. <laughs> then we went on to look at the Night Stalker, right? Yeah, and it's true support class. I mean, yeah. you can, I think you can only fire the bow twice unless you have the um, the perk that allows you to shoot it three times. If yeah. you if you shoot it three times, if you have that perk active, the um, tethers are a lot smaller of a radius. Um, so I think having the larger tether radius is going to be more effective in PVE content. Oh, totally. Uh, because this hunter class, Everything about it is supportive, right? The yep. the melee ability, the super ability, the augmentations of the super ability. The the melee ability, there's this perk that allows um, your whole fire team to become invisible for a short amount of time as they run through the smoke. You throw the smoke down, your whole fire team runs through, and then you all gain invisibility for about two or three seconds. I think that's really awesome. I didn't mean to get you off there. Sorry, the dodge looked really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't. Is it called backstep or something? Evade something. Evade. I don't know. Yeah, exactly the evade was really cool. And then with the bow, the thing that stood out to me is you don't actually have to direct impact your enemies. You just need to shoot near them, and the tethers will go out from that point, basically. 
Yeah, so exactly. It's that that's going to be helpful, to be honest. Like if you needed to secure a direct hit to make it useful, oh, whiffing shots <laughs> would be very punishing. It'll be just like Nova Bomb with Lance. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Hard and to aim. Stormcaller, right? Yeah, it's OP. <sighs> Okay. I know you're mad. I know you're mad. <laughs> Just wait. I know you're mad. There are it's a so blink many... inside a blink inside a blink. Well, okay. So Stormcaller, the only blink it has is when it the super is active. Yes. You don't have a blink in the jump tree like uh, Voidwalker. That's not no. a thing. No. The jumps are but the same. But when you're as... Emperor Palpatine, you're in your super <laughs> mode. You yeah. get to blink. <laughs> but in my opinion, the other perks in that tree... Are a little bit more useful like mm-hmm. when you initially cast your super you deal this area of effect lightning damage i think that's going to be a little bit more effective in crucible you oh know? it's a great panic button somebody's coming really close is. to you just smash a you deal damage to them might kill them and then you still get to use your super sign me up please sounds like i'm returning to my <laughs> see i started as a warlock for people who've listened to the show for a long time i've been a warlock homie since the beta Loved my warlock, and then I built a hunter, and that hunter since about April, dude, it hunters rock in PvP. But it looks like I'm maybe going back to the warlock home team with these storm colors. The warlocks, you can see this in the VOD, my initial reaction to actually reading this <laughs> perk. It says, taking melee damage fully recharges your melee ability. Instantly. <laughs> Instantly. So it's... It's like, and there's a perk on the melee tree that increases your melee range. So warlocks already warlocks, have, yeah. they already have insane melee range, the face slap, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you, when you, whenever you take a melee ability, instant melee recharge, and then you just slap people from really far away. Like, no, that's, no, that's way no, too wait, strong. No, wait, 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 <laughs> let me play the other side of the argument. The Stormcaller's melee is a two-handed melee, so they have to basically put their their weapon away, smack with two hands, kind of like a Hadouken motion, and then bring the weapon up. Have we timed it to see if it takes longer? It doesn't look like it takes it look that like much takes longer. longer. No, it really but it doesn't. might. It might, Diddy. Until we play with it, we don't know. But I agree. When when I did the analysis video back then, it it was. Yeah, warlocks have <laughs> insane melee range. And poor, poor titans with their T-Rex arms. Eh, try and hit you. Eh. The titans, though, they're going to be... They still have utility, even though they're a DPS super class, subclass. Um, they still have that melee ability. Mr. Fruit was using it in the stream. Wherever, yeah. Whenever you have your melee active and you hit an enemy with it, all damage from your whole fire team and all damage for a few seconds afterwards is precision damage. Yeah, so like that was sweet. That's a really good window of opportunity to really DPS the boss. Can you imagine doing Vault of Glass, Atheon, a, ti- a Solar Titan just melees him as soon as he spawns, and then you just yeah. shoot rockets, Galahorn shots at him? It's going to do it. precision damage. You know, that's going to be insane. Giving the players more options. I think I was excited with every single class I saw. This was the highlight of the stream for me, by the way. I'm glad they let them go through all of the perk trees. Everybody took their screenshots. It was uh, it's impressive, man. Like I think they are learning that more subclasses, if they're well-designed, is a great thing. And we'll mention they're going to go back over the year one subclasses and maybe do some balance changes. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, we'll, we referenced this a little bit later on in the show, the uh, Game Informer podcast with Luke Smith. They talk about, you know, 
the original six subclasses, they're going to go back and look at, you know, some imbalances and try and correct those issues as well. Because I remember a quote uh, from Luke Smith saying, you know, yeah, it sucks that Sunsingers, they just sit on self-res and and wait for a wipe. And if it never comes, they just never use their super and never generate orbs for their team. So they're going to look at some of those um, consistencies and try and uh, balance them out. That'd be a wonderful way to just freshen up the experience, not mm-hmm. just with these new subclasses, but if we did have some big balance changes, like an incomplete overhaul to perks, that that is well uh, deserved or needed or, I don't know, would be appreciated. So let's just get into the strike. I mean, that's the that's the whole point that of the stream, was to look at the Shield Brothers strike. Three guys. Now, let's begin by saying they were level 40. The relics, by the way, they all were blue. What's up with that? The relics. The uh, the little extra thing, whatever they want to call it, the item the that they had. Artifact, thank you. Yeah, I don't think they wanted to spoil any of the legendary items uh, right off this bat. Because, yeah. And uh, this strike is just level 36, so it's going to be normal, easy mode. It's going to be a typical regular strike experience. I think they didn't want to show anything too difficult from... The uh, Prison of Elders reveal. Yeah, that was my question. <laughs> Do you think the reason, because a level 40 doing a level 36 strike, they beat it in no time, right? It seemed a little bit underwhelming how fast they did it. Do you think this was a reaction to the fact that they weren't able to beat the level 34 Prison of Elders during the reveal stream back months ago? Yeah, I think so. I think once that mm-hmm. Prison of Elders reveal happened, they had a discussion about, oh, we need to maybe... Instead of just say, oh, this is really difficult, we're not going to finish it, maybe just show all the content so people can just get the basic idea of what things are going to be like once yeah. the Taken King comes out. So I think that's mm-hmm. what they did with this one. You know, Even though they did have the power outage, they this stream was super short. Um, I think maybe they could have gone into a little bit more depth as to explaining uh, the subclasses. The first subclass they explained really well, and then the second two, Jerome kind of took over, and he just kind of breezed through everything. Yeah, um, and that's. Uh, I think we should have talked a little bit more in detail about those subclasses. Yeah, I also want to r- remind people too that the head strike designer James Sai was there to talk about the strike. I didn't want to leave him out, as well as Deech was there too, and it was this uh, interplay between the two where they'd have James Sai talk a little bit about their intentions for strikes in the Taken King, and then they'd cut back to the fire team. Most of it was spent on the fire team. I would have liked to hear more from James, but you know, you also have to balance out people playing or whatnot. So what did the strike look like? Uh, just describe the basic flow of it, and we'll talk about the boss fight in a second. So you spawn in on the Dreadnought, obviously, just like any other strike. You have this initial area where you can just basically breeze past those enemies. Yeah. Um, you can kill them if you want to charge your supers, get your ammo or whatnot if you really want, but you don't necessarily need to do that. And you can just go straight into the first boss room, which is actually this Goliath tank, which is the tank you fight in the Valis Taarik strike on Mars from Vanilla, mm-hmm. Vanilla Destiny. Um, and you're in this really tight area. So um, even though it is a tank and you're like, oh, we've beaten tanks pretty easily before, it's in really tight quarters um, space. So you kind of have to think about all that chaos it's going to cause because ads are spawning as well. And one thing to note, they pass over to enter this room, they pass over these uh, fire jets, right? And so as soon as you enter this room, that fire activates. So you can't actually retreat out of that room. It actually blocks your path in. So you're kind of stuck in that room to complete that strike. I think it's to um, uh, 
prevent cheesing <laughs> mm-hmm. from for that part of the strike. So I think that's a really cool thing. And this was an area of the strike where they had mentioned variability. This encounter can be like one of three different encounters, basically. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know about the tank boss if it's i think that was the area that they were talking about okay like, so i'm almost positive i heard Gathalian talk about it i could be wrong but they did let's at least cover the idea of variability right yeah so they're introducing variability for strike replayability right so every time you enter a certain area in a strike you can be fighting taken or fallen or hive or cabal it just depends on the the t- the roll of the dice whenever you fire yeah. up the strike say oh i'm going to be fighting cabal this time i'm going to need solar weapons or i'm going to have to fight phalanxes by shooting them in the feet or oh i'm fighting taken you know i'm going to have to anticipate those uh, glitch abilities that they have you know mm-hmm. yes it's just uh, introduces more ways and more dynamics to the strike you know Yes. Pretend that this strike is on the nightfall, right? Taken enemies, they have different elemental abilities and they have different elemental shields than their original counterparts. So if you have solar burn, right? You're going to think, oh, it's Cabal taken. That's easy. Not necessarily. The Centurions, they have arc shields with void bullets. So um, it's just something like that you're going to have to think of, as well as the armor as well. From the original, the first uh, reveal stream, we have new armor perks that allow you to take less damage from different elemental abilities as well. So after they beat the tank, they moved into the big boss room. It was a large circular room with a huge overhead ceiling, and they fought one of the two shield brothers, which are the cabal bosses of this strike. The first guy has a jetpack. You can see him in many of the Taken King trailers, and he basically picks a member of the fire team. He'll jump up a few feet in the air and then dash forward using his jetpack, trying to hit you with a big melee strike, and it deals AoE damage where he hits on the ground. So he's constantly chasing around one of your fire team members and his aggro will switch based upon, I guess, probably damage or who's closest or whatever. And so he jumps up, he slides forward, and it does look like it, on higher difficulties it will be challenging to dodge his little push in. So your other two fire team members are shooting him some ad spawn, and once you deplete his health enough, they bring out the other shield brother. So the first shield brother runs away, second shield brother comes out, he's another big cabal, and this guy has a giant cannon on the back of his back, and he's more of a defensive style boss basically you do a similar process you attack him you reduce some of his health pool and then once he's was it half health did he before the second brother came back it's something either, like that i think for either but for the first time you encounter both bosses i think it's about 50 or 45 percent that they switch out okay gotcha and then when they both come back they operate in a unique way where they take on the property. I'm going to do a poor job of explaining it. How, how did they work when they came back, Diddy? So the first time you encounter the first, the melee boss, the red guy, he, he, just, he just dives you, right? And he does yep, that, yep, yep, that yep, ground yep. slam. And then you deplete 40% of his health, or 60% of his health. Second boss comes out. He's just this stationary turret um, that uh, you can, he, he shoots his little rockets and there's a circle on the ground where it's going to land. And if you get close to him, he'll actually jump away and keep firing his rockets. So you kind of have to play cat and mouse and actually try and get close to him to deal damage as well. And then when they come back together, they actually have different abilities. Um, mm-hmm. The ground, they work in tandem as well. So um, the, the turret guy will focus the guy that the red 
boss, the melee diving boss, is focusing. So they'll uh, really focus one guardian down at a time to try and kill you and wipe you. Um, but when the uh, the red melee diving boss uh, fights you, whenever he does his ground slam, he leaves a circle of fire behind and it deals uh, damage over time. So yep. kind of like the vestiges from Dark Below, if you stand in it, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. And then the turret guy, he's still stationary, but he also has this really big bubble shield. He doesn't take damage from outside of the bubble. And so you actually have to step inside the bubble to get close enough to him to deal damage. But remember, he jumps away if you get close to him. So there's like this little window of opportunity of when you enter the bubble to when you can actually DPS him um, to take him out. So one of the strategies that the stream uh, figured out was take out the melee boss first and then focus down the other guy. Yep, because the order you take them out actually will matter. As soon as you've taken one down, it changes the way it plays out. So I thought that was a really cool idea. It's a, a raid feeling kind of boss fight. All the while, ads do spawn during this fight. So uh, I don't know. What, closing thoughts, impressions of the strike. What do you think? I think it's going to be... It seems really short to me because it only had the initial initial area. You can run past those enemies and then there's a boss room. And yeah. then there's a little bit of travel time. You can still kill enemies on the way, kind of like those variable uh, rooms where different enemies might spawn here and there. And then more travel time and then the next boss fight. Uh, typical Destiny strike structure. Uh, I think it's going to be really intense with the uh, with uh, some buffs active. I also think the final boss room, it's good to note that um, it's just, it's like a Prison of Elders experience. Oh, it's and empty. There's like no cover. There's like no cover. It's just this room of flat terrain, a thing in the middle, which you can kind of run around, but it's empty. You know, there's not a lot of cover. You're going to have to juggle aggro really well Mm -hmm. i think Um, it's going to take a little bit more strategy than i'm going to stand behind this pillar and poke my head out and shoot the nexus with my black hammer until he dies yeah it'd be a little bit more strategy than that Uh, but i think it is a typical destiny strike uh, in terms of the structure and uh, how quick it's going to be completed yeah, I'm going to quote here from the Planet Destiny article where they say, James Sai seemed like he wanted to describe some of their bond abilities, but the stream was ended rather abruptly following the completion of the strike. So there's more to the Bond brothers than what we saw, and I'd like to play through it myself. I'll close with saying I wasn't that impressed with the strike. I love the boss designs, and I think this is a great direction for it to go, but it's very hard to follow up last week's mega info dump of, and Vault Space has doubled, and Gear 2 exotic. It's very hard. I think they're making great steps towards making strikes better, but I still see some things that uh, super short, and just the tank. Why'd they bring the tank back? You know? <laughs> it just makes you wonder... You want to talk about the sword. Talk about the sword. So the sword is confirmed to be the brand new heavy weapon weapon type in Destiny. Um, it works, in my impression, it works very similar to the Halo energy sword in, in the fact that you still need to pick up heavy ammo for it, but it runs on a battery charge. So depending on how much you use it depends on how much energy it uses. So maybe different attacks will use a different amount of energy. So say you have 100% the regular melee swings are 
five, 10% each. And then the right trigger slam, it's going to be about 25%. And then we don't know if it has a super ability or not, but we do know if you hit the left trigger, you can block abilities. Yep. And depending on the elemental type of your sword, it will block uh, more damage of that elemental type, supposedly. Yeah. I'm kind of peeved because when Mr. Fruit used the hammer for the very short period that he did at the very end, he teased it for a while and then he brought it out. That sounds wrong. But, oh man, they didn't cut to his perspective. We didn't get to see if the sword is first person or third person. We didn't get to see it outside of just one of his teammates. And I'm, I, I don't know if it was intentional. If they discussed before the stream, let's not show it from Fruit's perspective. we got to keep some surprises but it's frustrating for me, for a player. I wanted to see what it looks like. What's the point of revealing it, kind of, if it's just not... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because whenever you pull out the sword, we don't know if the grenades are active or if the if it has a certain melee ability because when you pick up the sword in Crota's End, you can still throw your regular grenades. Um, but also, on the other hand, when you pick up the Relic Shield in the Vault of Glass, it has its own abilities as well. So we don't know... Yeah what's going to happen there whenever we pull out our sword for, with the heavy ammo. Um, totally. Another thing um, I want to say is I really think it's going to be third person whenever you pull it out because they already have that sword mechanic in the game. So I think it's going to be very similar to Crota's End. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really disappointing they didn't show it first person or quote unquote first person from Mr. Fruit's perspective as he was using it. Yep, there are strike-specific awards. That means armor drops will happen uh, that look like trophies from the strike bosses. And there are certain weapons that will only drop from certain strikes. That's a great idea. More incentives mm -hmm. towards strikes. Wonderful, wonderful idea. And with infusion, there's a good chance that you can make these things useful, even if it's not the you know highest attack roll that you would want it to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm thinking armor drops that look like the strike bosses, the melee red cabal boss that we saw in this strike, maybe you get an arm piece that whenever you hit somebody catches people on fire i don't know totally something yeah. like that it's going to be something silly like that you're going to recognize where that piece of armor came from what a what con piece of content you completed to actually get that piece of armor yep nightfall changes we heard about this nightfalls now require level 40 that's not a big surprise, but you will need to be level 40. It shows the emphasis on the new light levels for your gear rather than the fact that everybody's basically going to reach level 40. So it's doubtful anybody will be doing the nightfall come day one unless people have saved up a ton of those. Um, what are those consumables called? Focus something? light. Focus light. There we go. From the Red Bull cans, or which I only have one or of something those. like that. Yeah. Uh, nightfalls are changing in a big way. When you wipe, you don't return to orbit. It now has a 30-second timeout penalty for death, just like a normal mode raid or like higher-end Prison of Elders. What do you think of these changes, Diddy? The fact that we don't have to go to back to orbit, I, I really like that. Does that lessen Nightfalls? Yes. The Nightfall yeah. was the pinnacle of endgame activity for me. It was the no-mistakes content. Like, yeah. if you make... If you wipe, you're done. You just have to restart it. I would prefer... Um, maybe so wait, not. wait, 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 wait. If we wipe now, I know we don't get sent to orbit. It doesn't restart the strike. It'll just checkpoint you. Like I think that's else. what's going to happen. I think it's going to oh. checkpoint you. So hmm. I would prefer, like, if the whole team wipes, maybe not kick us to orbit, but kick us to the very beginning of the strike, because yeah. the nightfall to me is like, like I said, the pinnacle of end game content. It's it's hard. It's not supposed to be 
easy, right? It's a challenge to solo. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, it just feels to me like there needs to be some weight to making that mistake of forcing a wipe, or not forcing a wipe, but wiping during the strike. You know, there needs to be some penalty, and not just, oh, restart the the boss fight, or restart the checkpoint. That doesn't make sense to me if we're high-end in-game activity like the Nightfall. Uh, But they did emphasize that they made this change because... They don't want people to be forced to do the nightfall first thing in the week so they get that buff. Oh, yeah. We need to explain, too. It's no longer giving the reputation buff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're compensating experience gains and reputation buffs uh, accordingly to, um, to, you know, make up for the fact that they're not giving that 25% experience or reputation buff each week. I need to wait and see how it's going to play because the Nightfall is a weekly ritual for me that I have mm-hmm. turned it. I mean, every Tuesday, get on with Vito or get on with you. We were in all three, and that's what you do at the start of the week. It's a fun activity that brings you back. I'm curious to see what the Nightfall rewards are going to be now. What's the motivation? If Because my main motivation was that reputation increase. I've yeah, got most absolutely. of the weapons in the game. Like I don't really care that much. So it, it, it'll be... I'm curious to see how this is going to work. I wanted to add there... Luke Smith has commented saying that in terms of the new raid, it's not going to be just normal and heroic. There's going to be an additional or something that we haven't heard about just yet. I don't know if you read that somewhere this week, but I did remember seeing that float around. So maybe there's a new difficulty or endgame thingy that we're going to be doing. But that's that's curious. It's an interesting change. I'd love to know what listeners think, because I bet most of our listeners have experienced or interacted with the Nightfall on some level. If you guys want to tweet us, at Destiny, the show on Twitter, I think that would be something good to read next week. How is the weekly heroic strike changing, Diddy? It's going to require level 40, so you're not ah. going to have those difficulty options anymore yeah Uh, it's removed they're removing the weekly heroic strike and they're actually instead accounts receive oh never mind i'm not reading that yet Uh, instead (laughs) it's going into a heroic strike playlist yes so it's a playlist now and it's not set on a weekly cap because they're getting rid of coins from the heroic weekly right yeah, so coins are still going to be relevant. They're still going to be currency used by Xur, as they already are. But doing the weekly heroic strike is no longer going to guarantee a certain amount of coins. We don't know yet. Yep. So right now, you beat the weekly heroic on the hardest difficulty. You get nine coins for that character. No longer. And now it's a playlist, and they give you legendary marks. Sounds like they're really pushing legendary marks. If you list, like missed last week's stream... Ooh, my voice going crazy. Crucible marks and Vanguard marks are now converted into one singular currency, legendary marks. They've gotten rid of the weekly cap on how many legendary marks can be earned. You can only hold 200 marks at one time, but if you deplete all of them, you buy stuff, you can actually just keep playing the game and continue earning marks throughout the week. Great idea, right? Yeah, and it says here, instead, accounts receive legendary marks for completing the first three weekly strikes. So your weekly heroic strikes are no longer... Or excuse me, the heroic strikes are no longer um, character based; they're account wide, and it's yep. it's in a strike playlist. You know, and marks are account wide too now. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yeah, absolutely. Also, it says here that you are guaranteed a legendary engram drop from a character's first clear of a weekly heroic strike from so. a character's. Yeah, so you still yeah. get three guaranteed legendary rewards for doing heroic strikes, um, but don't guaranteed coins anymore. Yo, DTS was right again. Update 2.0 is releasing one week before the Taken Kings launch. If you listened back to our show probably a month ago, maybe over a month ago, we called it, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> when we Dude, first we heard that 2.0 was coming out before, we're like, yeah, it's going to be a week before. Yeah, <laughs> that makes the most sense. So what about Taken King 2.0 or excuse me, patch 2.0 before Taken King do we need to know? Uh, September 8th, 2015. And you need to make sure that you've got enough storage space clear. Yep. You'll need about 18 gigabytes free for the required update, which is like, I think that turns it to Destiny needs about 60 gigabytes total. I think that's what it's going to be once uh, this Taken King comes out. But you need 18 gigabytes free for the update. That is if you have vanilla Destiny and both expansions ready to go. Yeah, isn't this, this applies to everybody, even if you're not getting the Taken King, right? Yes, you still need to download the update in order to continue playing Destiny. Totally. So even which, if you're not getting the Taken King content, which you should be because it's awesome. Yeah. Then, yeah. Dude, no better time to be a Destiny player in this universe. No better time. You know, we wanted to talk about the balance of subclasses. We wanted to talk a little bit more about the artifacts or, oh, there's no barbershop coming. I remember that. <laughs> That's a disappointment. I wanted a haircut. They're talking about it. Maybe they're going to add it later on, but not at Taken King launch. What did they show? They showed some screenshot of you in the start screen and your helmet was off in the start screen when you were character, like customizing oh, your character. Oh, yeah. So you know how they added the uh, ability to wear your helmets in social spaces with the House of Wolves? Yep, 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 yep. You can now just not wear your helmet in your character gear screen. You just you don't need to wear your helmet. So you can actually see what your character looks like in your gear screen whenever you hit the start button. It's That's just one of the changes they're doing. Yep. In terms of the equipable emotes, the only one you're going to be able to swap out is left on the D-pad. Um, you won't Which be able to point. point anymore, so sadly, if you equip something. But that's okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe more down the road they'll let us customize it further, I guess. It's a test for the emote patch that is sure to come. No changes for Prison of Elders planned, which... I'm sad. We've said this before on the show. I don't want to see that game mode be a one-time only thing, right? Yeah, I really wish at some point in the future for the next expansions they're going to add more arena challenges. And yep. they said, you know, Prison of Elders, we don't have any plans for it, but we want to make it a nostalgic thing at this point. And I'm just like, you know, once people get Taken King, they're probably almost never going to go back and oh, play POEs. Yeah. Skolas. Like maybe once we're at least level 36 to actually play Skolas at a normal level, uh, I think that's when people will go back and do it. But right at the beginning, no, nobody's going to play Prison of Elders for the first two or three weeks of Taken King. Dude, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, we're done, obviously. I could see a player new to the universe who wants that shader mm -hmm. or that ship because the ship is the cool ship of the game, in my opinion. Shader is the see best them shader in the back. game, too. You think? I don't know, man. New Monarchy's got some pretty sexy stuff. I don't know. Glowing is just too good. Glowing yeah. white and purple. Hell yeah. That's good. Uh, that does it for today's show. Diddy, where can people find your content? That's going to be twitch.tv slash destiny the show after this Wednesday's Bungie stream. So the VOD will be available also on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S, where I'm doing some uh, more Destiny content for the channel. I'm doing live Rumble and Crucible gameplays as well. Maybe we get some extra content footage there for you as well. And you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash DiddyDTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S. And you can also follow Destiny the Show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Destiny the Show.
Thorn dies soon. I'm so excited. <laughs> Since we upload videos, we're not allowed to use the Thorn or the best weapon in the game. So when the Taken King finally gets here, we're going to be able to use the best PvP weapons in the game until everybody starts complaining again. And we Pulse have rifles. to use... Yeah, right we got to use more hipster guns, right? Everybody's like, what? Yeah, what's that gun you use? It's the Messenger. It's a good gun, but it's not as good as Thorn, I man. think everybody knows what the Messenger is. <laughs> no, dude. So many people. What's that gun? It's like, all right, I get it. Let me... Give you a history lesson here, kids. I <laughs> uh, want to say a big thanks to our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best place to track your stats, and a great grimoire checklist as well if you need to get that marked off before the Taken King gets here. Follow me at BBKDragoon on Twitter. You can go to my YouTube.com slash BBKDragoon. Remember to go to DestinyTheShow.com for all the links from today's show and more. Tweet us at DestinyTheShow. I'd love to hear your responses, and we're going to be reading some of them next week. Thanks, everybody. Remember, this week, Wednesday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Laced Up Lauren will be going live on Twitch.tv slash Bungie with the crew, and we're going aboard the Dreadnought Patrol, I think. So, should be good times, yeah? Yeah, the Court of Oryx public event instigators. Let's do it. Stoked to see what this is. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.